You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey, and welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and today I am joined by Peter Christensen. This is quickly turning into a podcast where... uh, some of my greatest fans from the MMA parody accounts come. And, uh, you know, this is just another example. So, how are you doing, Peter? Doing great, man. Doing great. Thank you for having me on. This is very, very cool. No, man, absolutely. Um, super thrilled to have you. I'm having some technical difficulties all of a sudden. This never happens unless, uh, unless I'm trying to do something funky. So, I'll throw your info up here in just a second. Uh, as soon as I get, oh, here we go. Boom. All right. All your info's up now. We are good to go. Uh, so just real quick, how, how did you come to find me or how did I come to find you? I feel like we've been going back and forth for, it feels like years now. Yeah. I think you added me on Twitter or I added you cause you, on your Dana Unleashed account, which is basically a Dana White parody account. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I think you just added me there, and then I didn't know until like what just a few weeks ago that you were also doing the uh, Al Iaquinta parody account. <laughs> yeah, that's and awesome. then what was what was the other one? Uh, got, that would be a uh, parody account. That would be not Coker N O T T Coker. That's kind of like the Bob yeah. Newhart of the accounts. It's kind of dark, and uh, you have to really understand the humor to get it. But yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. So. Anyway, we are here to pick the fights for UFC Calgary. Uh, it looks like a really good card. It's a UFC on Fox card, I believe. What is the name of this arena again? Oh, it's the uh, Scotiabank Saddledome in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So this Saturday night on Fox. Are you ready to pick some fights? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely ready. Oh, and just to give you the background on me. Uh, yeah, please. I'm an up-and-coming uh, com- combat sports ring announcer. Actually, going into doing announcing for other sports, and we can get into this later. Uh, sure. And acting as an MC for powerlifting. And possibly toying around with the idea of stand-up comedy. And a little bit of that is due to someone we both know, Adam Hunter, who also right. hosts the MMA Roasted Podcast. That's right, man. Adam, cool guy. Getting ready to have a kid. So good luck to you there. Uh, you got any kids, Peter? Oh yeah. Good luck, Adam. Yeah. The baby's on the way. That's right. Any day now. What about you? Do you have any kids yet? No, none whatsoever, man. I'm, uh, unless, unless there's a phone call that's supposed to be coming through my way one day that I don't know about. (laughs) Yeah, man. So yeah, I've got, uh, we have six all together, his, hers, and ours. So ranging from 18 to I heard about that, man. (laughs) When do you sleep? Uh, you know, they're, they're spread out pretty good. So it's, this is coming up football season. I'll actually have four boys active football players this year. So, and I'm helping, uh, I'm helping coach one. So, uh, it'll, it'll be busy for sure, but it's fun, man. They keep me busy. They're, they're all great kids. And then I have a daughter going to college this year. That's a whole other story right there. So it's tough. Okay. Yeah. Br- br- bring on the financial stress, right? Yeah. This is where, uh, this is where the real money starts coming out. And, uh, you know, I may be podcasting on a street corner, so we'll see what's happening. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. But hey, first up, man, this looks like a great card uh, for a Fox card. We're just going to pick four fights. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to pick five fights, actually, because because you, you had some input on another one. But um, whoop. First up, though, this is on the prelims. I owe it to this guy because I went on his podcast because he thought I was Al Iaquinta. And uh, I lasted the whole time. And uh, Al came out later and said, that's not me, you moron. And it was quite an ordeal. But anyway, K. John Johnson versus... Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't know. He th- Sorry, you're, if you're breaking up a bit, if I, if I step on you. You're good. He- he thought you were Al Iaquinta the entire time. So here's what happened. His uh his I guess producer Shaquille uh Majari, he reaches out to me on Twitter and they had a little bit of a feud going because Al did something at the fighter retreat to him. I think he might have knocked some sandwiches out of out of his hand and uh shot him with squirt guns. I'm not really sure of what happened. And uh they had been going back and forth on Twitter. Al and I are kind of in cahoots a little bit, and he wanted me to go after him a little bit, so I did. Next thing I know, I get this message on my Twitter uh, from his producer, Shaq, and they wanted to know if I'd come on the podcast. I'm like, I didn't answer him. I, I asked, actually, Adam Hunter's advice. I asked Al's advice, and they're like, both just do it. Just do it. I'm like, fine, fine, fine. So, long story short, I couldn't do an Al impression worth of shit. I tried. I practiced. I'm like, I'm just going to go on there. I'm, I, I hope these guys suspend disbelief, and I hope they keep it going. And, uh, sure enough, they did. And, uh, I, I pulled it off. They thought I was him. And as soon as I came out, my Al Iaquinta interview came out the same day. We engineered it and uh, Al unblocks Cajun just to say, that's not me, you moron. And I believe he blocked him again. So that was how that went. Oh. <laughs> So wait, does does Cajun, does Cajun block you now? No, man, he's been he was a really good sport about it, and and all truthfulness, uh, as far as I know, to this day, it is their highest rated uh, episode. So I contribute a little bit to that. They got their name out there a little bit. We had some fun. Ariel Hawane actually got in on it a little bit. It was it was hilarious. It was it was a great oh, joke. Oh, that's perfect. You you need to share that more. See, I didn't even know that about you. You you need to share that all over your Instagram or all over your Twitter. <laughs> Send me that link. I will share that on my Twitter. Please. I feel I feel send, like I've I feel like I beat it to death, but I will certainly I will definitely send that to you. It's uh it's Oh you have to. That's only on the that's an underground story, man. We gotta try to take that mainstream. Yeah, it, even though it's old. It, how many months ago was it? Oh gosh. I I gotta say it it may have been like gosh, uh, I, I don't wanna say it's been a year, but it's been a while. So they uh it was called the Raging MMA Podcast. I believe they renamed it since then the Pool No Punches Podcast. So you guys can look that up. Pool No Punches. Look up Al Quinta, and uh, it's still him listed as the guest. And uh, I will certainly shoot you that link. It was it was hilarious. It was it was a great joke. Lots of people in on it. Got lots of help. So it was cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I have to tell you, and we can come back to this later. But yeah, I came to. Part of the, I'm a little biased. Part of the reason why I'm a fan of his because you know he's he comes from Matt Sarah's lineage. Yep. Let Matt Sarah's camp, and I have a very good Matt Sarah story. When I spoke to Matt Sarah on the telephone about uh, 11 years ago, it was right before his first fight with George St. Pierre. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. But we can come back to that if you want. Oh no, man, mean, you got to tell me now. I'll, I'll forget. I'll forget. Oh, people get mad at me. So okay. please tell that story. Okay. Okay. So we'll back it up. So it's 2007. 
And I, the reason I knew who Matt Serra was, I was fairly new as a fan to the sport. <clears throat> and he was on season four of The Ultimate Fighter. It was tough for the comeback. Yeah. And I just really liked the way he carried himself. I really liked his persona. But, you know, things are doctored on reality TV a little bit. And so, anyway, so I, I thought, okay, he's got his title fight against George St. Pierre. This is about six weeks out from the fight. Right. And I just wanted to, you know, he has his own jujitsu school, so that's obviously listed online. So I looked up the school. I wanted to call him and just tell him, good luck. I'm a fan of his. I'm sure he's had more than a few people call him. I swear to you, this is literally what happened. I called up his jujitsu school, and some guy answers, yeah, Sarah, jujitsu. I said, <laughs> yeah, is uh, Matt there, please? And he says, oh, he's not here right now. So I'm thinking he's got a voicemail, like any business does. They would just transfer me. I said, oh, okay, um, does he have a voicemail that you can put me through to? I'll leave him a message. And the guy just says, oh, you can try his cell phone. I said, cool, what is it? He gave up the number like it was nothing. <laughs> he gave me Matt Sarah's number. So I'm thinking about it. I'm sitting on it for like five minutes. I'm like, oh, God, this guy's going to think who I am. Uh, I think, who the hell is this guy? Wait, we can swear on here, right? Oh, yeah, up, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can drop some F-bombs. So, so I'm like, <laughs> oh, should I do it? So I call up. I call his phone. It's ringing. It's ringing. It goes through his voicemail. And it's, it's literally his voice. Sounds like, hey, this is Matt. Leave me a message. I'll call you back. And I'm, I'm thinking, uh. So I'm, I'm, I'm trembling on the inside. I'm saying, uh, Mr. Sarah, <laughs> my name is Peter Christensen. I uh, just wanted to wish you good luck on your fight, starting on the show. I understand you're prepping. I understand if you can't get back to me, no worries. I'll leave my number. I hang up the phone. About 20 minutes later, my phone rings, and it's him calling, at least on the display on my phone. Yeah. And this is before smartphones. This is my little flip phone. So it's that tiny display. It just has the phone number showing, you know, no pictures, no graphics. Right. So I'm looking at it and I'm nervous. Because I'm prepared to get an ass chewing right now. You know, he's a guy from Long Island, New York, who's not afraid to speak his mind. Right. So I'm prepared for him saying, what the hell are you doing? So I pick up the phone, very nervous once again, trembling on the inside. I say, yeah. Hello? He literally says, hey, is this Peter Christie? <laughs> like, yeah, what's up, what's up, dude? This is Matt Sarah. Like, thanks for calling, bro. That was fucking cool. Oh, that's hilarious. He he was so cool. We talked for about twenty minutes. I, I'm not, and I'll never forget that. I'm a Matt Sarah fan for life. He, How can he, you he, not? He, be? he talked me after questions. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. And I mean, and you know, I don't know if you remember on that season, he had a big dispute with a. Uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA coach Mark Lehman I don't and remember that. they were going at it because Mark was speaking very openly about how uh, Hoist Gracie was beat by Matt Hughes and, uh, and he was just reveling in that moment and so Matt took an opportunity to speak his mind and you know he didn't like it and on the show you only see him going at it for about three minutes or something and, and I asked him like Matt I don't know if you can tell me I don't want to get you in trouble right but we know you know things on reality TV or doctored, produced, pre-produced, prompted. I said, Did, was that all real? Did you really want to say all that? And he says, oh, fuck yeah, bro. They went, went about 20 minutes. They took out a lot of shit I said. <laughs> it was, so it, it, was, it was a very legit argument he had. So it was, uh, it was very interesting. So yeah, there you go. I'm a Matt Sarah fan for life, and that's why. That's a cool story, man. Uh, and for those of you on the Periscope, I, I, I know I got listeners kind of hopping off and on here. So feel free to ask your questions, chime in on the picks. You know, we won't bite, maybe. And uh, we're going to have some fun here. 
but let's pick. We got. Yeah, I, if you see the picks, yeah, yeah. Read, read any feedback. I want to hear the. Yeah, I hear the please, feedback from please. Absolutely. Shut it up. Don't make any bets based on my picks. Maybe his picks, but not my picks. But now you see why we we no, got to pick the cage on. Not fire, my picks. Right? I, I, I'm 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 not a pro handicapper either. All right. Well, fuck it. We're just gonna have some fun here. Cajun Johnson, <laughs> Islam Makachev, I believe. Uh, Kajon coming off of four straight wins. Not really anyone I've ever heard of. Last one, Stevie Ray. I have heard of him. That was way back in March. And then you got Islam Makachev, who has won his last three in the row. Ooh, Chris Wade, Nick Lentz, and Glyson Tebow. All guys I've heard of. This is interesting. And he lost to a guy that Kajon uh, beat, Adriana Martins. Interesting. Right. I got that back in 2015, right? I see that here. Yeah. Ooh. Well, who do you think? What do you got on this one? You know, it's it's a tough pick. Um, you know, Islam's most recent wins, they're, they're obviously against top flight competition. Mm-hmm. These are guys who are in the UFC, have been in the UFC, but they are not guys who were on their way up on a huge ascent for a title shot. It seems like they weren't at the number one contender at any point. No. And I'm, I'm just looking at the, um, the accomplishment, accomplishments of Cajun. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to have to go with Cajun Johnson. It just seems like, uh, I'm just trying to find the, find the fight here, uh, find his, find his record. And when I was going over it, it seems like he's just, gosh, it's hard to say. He's the biggest I mean, undercard on the card, or the biggest underdog on the card as well, too. So that's interesting. I mean, that'd be a good money wise. It'd be a good bet. Don't bet your house, but be a good bet. I mean, you're not going to get much of a return on Islam if he wins. And uh, man, I, I think Kajon's underrated. I don't think the UFC likes him very much. Uh, he this is probably the first time in forever he hasn't been on fight pass prelims. He's not quite the main card. I think he may be the main event of the. Uh, of the undercard, but you know, you got Islam. He's beat some decent guys at T-Bow. This is uh post uh, Usada snatch after his little stint, you know? Uh, so it's not, it's not the same glass and T-Bow we used to see. Ooh. Oh, know. right. That's right. Post, post Usada. Yeah. There, there's, yeah. There's all that discussion always about fighters pre and post Usada, how certain things have changed the appearance and the performance. Right. And, yeah. And he had served a suspension as well. So, uh, I think okay, that, I forgot about that. That might've been a second fight back. I think, uh, let me look it up right quick. Yeah. So he, no, I'm sorry. That was his first fight back. And then he came back and lost a uh, decision to Desmond green. So, hmm, interesting. All right, but what are you thinking? Are you thinking K-John? Yeah, you know, okay, because Islam, okay, he, he has the KO win over Gleason Tebow. And yeah. You, you said the win over Gleason Tebow, that was post-Usada, is that right? Yeah, so this was this was uh, back January 2018, round one, less than a minute, knocks him out with a punch. Yep. Yeah, it looks, yeah, 57 seconds. You know, just because he's getting decision wins over, and they were unanimous over Chris Wade and Nick Lentz. And, and don't get me wrong, those guys are tough guys. Yeah. And, and you've got to be a tough guy to be fighting in the UFC. And, and Nick Lentz, he, you don't need to explain his resume. No, he's, he's a tough he's very guy. Skilled. He's well, yeah, he's well-versed in fighting. There's, there's no question. But I'm, I, something about me is, is saying Cajun is going to have the edge. 
Um, but that, that's just kind of going with my gut. I'm not basing that on any performances or statistics. Uh, I can't pick against Cage on. I would feel badly. He's the biggest under out of the card. I'm rooting for him. I don't think he gets a lot of respect that he deserves. And uh, he's got some skills. I mean, he's he's not the most exciting fighter in the world, but he's got some skills. You know, he's got good stand-up. He's got good defense. Ah, uh, man, you know, he, he trains with those monsters out in Canada. Um, he, You know, he's, he's got his own gym, I think. <clears throat> he doesn't train at the main TriStar gym, but I, I know he, I can't remember the name of his gym off the top of my hand, but uh, I, I got to go with Cajun as well. I, I, I think, I think if he does win this in impressive faction, I think people finally start talking about him. So yeah. Okay. I, I'm Cajun yeah. on that. Well, just roll with that. All yeah. right. This one's exciting. Okay. You want to check versus Tisha tornado Torres. Uh, you know, this is, this is Joanna's first non-champ fight in a long, long time, I think, since Claudia Sparza. And when the heck was that? Gosh, that was a long time ago. That was March 2015. So Okay. That's yeah. Been a lot. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a former champ one J check on this. Now, this can go two different ways. <clears throat> you know, we we've seen this in, in combat sports history when a champion loses their title, and mind you, Joanna lost the rematch with Rose Namajunas, but it was a close fight. It was a five round. Yeah. I, I did not watch the entire thing, but the consensus is that it was close. It wasn't like a one sided beating or anything like that. No, I, I, I think her nose was smashed up. Yeah. So, I, I don't remember her nose being smashed up, but I thought Rose won it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a total beating, like the first fight where she just knocks her out, you know, and, and in a couple of Sorry, minutes. I missed, I misspoke. I, I just, I just saw blood running. Maybe it wasn't the nose smash. I, I don't it, know. It, like, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was it was even it was like even beatings handed on both sides. It was really close, uh, but I think I think the consensus was that Rose won three rounds to two. At least that okay. was on the decision. But yeah, I, you know, okay, we know her resume. Uh, one Jacek is no slouch. I'm, but I'm going to say that. Uh, but what we've seen historically in combat sports, when a champ loses their belt, sometimes this just motivates them even more so to climb back to the top. They make tweaks in their game. They change their game. They improve their game. Yeah. Uh, and they just move up. Um, by the way, shouts out to Phil Daru. Uh, that's your strength and conditioning coach. I met him at the Fighters Only World and the May Award. Nice. He's a super nice guy. Uh, real uh, well-educated, well-versed strength and conditioning coach. And uh, he has uh, fought in mixed martial arts as well. Uh, he also trains Dustin Poirier, who's, who's on this card. So that being said, Juan Jacek could come around and just smash Torres and say, I'm coming back for the belt, coming back with a vengeance. Then we've mm-hmm. also seen the other side of the coin where people lose their belt and then they're not quite the same afterwards. You know, that can have to do with mindset, with injuries. I'm not a fighter. I'm not a coach. So I can't right. say what that is. But that, so that fight can go either way. We got to see which Yolanda Wanjacek shows up. But so far, every time she's fought, Wanjacek shows up to smash her opponent. I mean, you know, R- Rose clipped her pretty good in, in their first fight when Rose won the belt. But that can go either way. And Tisa Torres has an outstanding resume as well. The only thing is, that she lost her last fight was like February 2018 to Jessica Andrade. And, yep. and Jessica Andrade is a, a tough, tough girl. And let's do some MMA uh, math, math too. Like JJ beat Andrade, you know? Uh, if you do some MMA math, you oh. got JJ who beat her, uh, Andrade. Yeah. So. Well, it, exactly. So that would tell you that JJ, you want to win JJ, is the clear favorite. Uh, I, you know, again, it goes back to there are so many ways to win. People surprise us. What if Keisha Torres added new tweaks to her game, changed mm-hmm. up her strategy, changed up camp, changed up some of the coaches? 
she can come back and surprise us. For all we know, she could not knock out Yolanda in the first round. But I'm just, I, I think, I think Yolanda is going to come back. She's going to come back tougher. She's learning from the losses. I think she's coming back. At, uh, I'm going to pick her to beat Tisha Torres. I would not say about the farm on it, yeah. but I would be comfortable leaning towards one J-Check as the winner. Here's the deal. We're picking this fight the Thursday before the Saturday card. We don't know how Yolanda's right. weight cut's going to be. You know, these are always kind of ifs, and I know she had a couple bad ones. I guess her last one was pretty good. She changed up nutritionists and whatnot. But, you know, her last few before that were not great. And, you know, as these as these gals and guys get up in age, the, the cut gets harder and harder. So, I don't know. I, I want to say, too, that, that Tisha is hungrier, maybe. You know, but... I'm going for the upset here. I, I like Joanna. I think she belongs at 125 pounds. You know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a coach. I'm not a fighter. It's just my opinion. I think she is cutting. You know, look at what Anthony Smith did at 205, you know, after fighting at 185. And, uh, you know, just being not that amazingly impressive. I did actually get to see him in the house beat Hector Lombard. But, uh, you know, at 205, he looks amazing. Two dominant wins over two former light uh, heavyweight champions. So I'm going for the upset here. I th- I think Tisha, I think Tisha probably by decision, but I think Tisha gets this. So you think Tisha's going to get it because maybe you're thinking she's more hungrier, and you think Yoana could potentially have problems yeah. with her weight cut. I, I, I think she could. Tough ones in the past. Am I hearing you correctly? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's yeah. That's uh, my uneducated guess right there. <laughs> it depends who shows up, but I'm I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Yoana. So that'll be an interesting fight. I'm gonna have to watch that one closely. Yeah, it's a safe bet, man. I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm going for an upset here. I'm trying to edge you out. If you know what I'm saying here. Now, this one is going to be really yeah. hard to pick, man. You have you talk about a guy that hasn't uh, been in less than a five round fight. And gosh, I'm gonna look this up real quick. I can't yeah. find where where it's been where he hasn't had. We're talking about Jose Aldo here. Oh man, I don't yeah. know. It former, has to, former featherweight champion. Former featherweight champion, WEC, UFC. Yeah, I can't find where he had uh it, it has to be possibly ten years ago. Crazy, crazy, or more. Um going against a very game Jeremy Stevens. Now, although yeah, you can say he's lost, you know, three of his last four, but he beat he got beaten by Connor. He got beaten twice by Max Holloway, who may be the best 145-pounder and get well soon, Max, by the way. But, you know, before he lost twice to Holloway, he had a really dominant win against Frankie Edgar. Uh, And I thought there was no doubt in that one. I thought their first fight there was. And he just beat killers before that. Mendez, Lamas, the Korean zombie. So then you have Jeremy Stevens. You know, Frankie Edgar... I thought he was edging him out a little bit, and Frankie just went to his wrestling. I thought he looked huge. You know, compared to Edgar, I th- I thought Stevens looked like a really big boy. But you got you got uh, Stevens down on a three fight win streak. Josh Emmett, Duhu Choi, Gilbert Melendez, who is no joke. Uh, and then you know he had lost two before that. Um, Hanato Masiano, and then uh, Edgar. So, whoo, who's hungrier here? And and uh, you know, is 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 Aldo coming toward the end of his career? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think we're going to potentially see a huge leg kick, low leg kick war between these two. You saw what Jeremy Stevens did to Gilbert Melendez with the low, with the low kicks, right? Oh, that was hard to watch, man. Oh, Gilbert is a tough, oh. t- 
tough son of a gun. I haven't seen him since. Have you? No. You know, I don't, uh, he, he has not yeah, been I mean, back. His, his, I think his leg was black before, before he oh. left, left the, walked out of the octagon, right? It was blacker than Derek Lewis when it was done. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you know, uh, okay, I'm picking Stevens because there's these certain, again, not a professional analyst. I'm, I'm, just, I'm a fan. I'm not a fighter. I'm not a coach. But there's these certain little, I mean, just, just what logic tells you, the, the, the progression or, or the descension of fighters uh, after they have hit a peak, at, after they've fallen off their peak, after they've lost their title. I feel like Jose Aldo is not the same fighter since he lost the belt. Yeah. He might have not been the same fighter before he lost the belt, right. only because Connor was in his head so much. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty well understood. Connor beat him mentally. He beat him before they got in the cage. Yeah, I mean, you could see it in, in Jose's eyes just how, how how filled with rage he was when Connor just put his hand on his shoulder or when he tried to snatch his belt from him or when he did snatch his belt that from was, him. That was that was. And, I, you know, and I, I love Jose Aldo. He, he, yeah, I love Jose Aldo. I just want to make that clear. He, he's a stud fighter, but you know. The way that um, he, I remember when he fought Frankie Edgar mm-hmm. and uh, after, after losing his belt and it was a very smart technical fight, but I felt like it was one of those stay safe approaches. You know, we're not trying hard to win. We're trying hard not to lose. Yeah. I felt like there was a little bit of that on his end and he got knocked out or TKO by Max Holloway twice. And Max Holloway is a fantastic fighter and I'm not taking anything away from Max either. I just feel like, we're hitting a bit of a skid. I mean, who, you know, watch. I'll eat my words. You know, I'll eat crow. You could, you could tell me I was wrong. Yeah. If Jose comes out of this and he, and he KOs Jeremy Stevens in the first round, I'll say, yes, I was wrong. But Jeremy Stevens is just a killer. You know, he has some wins. He has some losses. But you don't see Jeremy Stevens getting knocked out. And you never see him afraid to stand in the pocket and throw. And that guy, he is just a killer. He's got an iron chin, and he has no problem throwing down. I, I, I see Jeremy Stevens coming out with a knockout here. Uh, that's just my pick. Um, if I was a betting man, I would I would bet on Stevens. I wouldn't say bet bet your mortgage on it, <laughs> but I would pick Jeremy Stevens. I, I it's going to be I think it's going to be a good war a- unless we see the Jose Aldo that fought Frankie Edgar when it was more of a safe approach. But uh, but I'm going to pick uh, I'm going to pick uh, Jeremy Stevens by KO. And wow, you, I think be, if if he does win by KO, it'll be early. Interesting, man. That's a ballsy pick. I I don't know, man, because uh, you know I have. You can't say that Holloway has taken part of Jose Aldo's soul because he hasn't fought since fighting Max Holloway twice, and it just could be a bad matchup for him. You know, you know Holloway's long. He's quick. Right. He oh man, I mean he is so quick. And you thought Aldo was quick, but and then you got Jeremy Stevens, who's just tough as nails. You know, KO TKO. Um, you know. Gilbert Lendis, by some act of God, you know, doesn't topple over. And then, you know, you're right. I don't see anywhere he's been knocked out since, oh gosh. Yeah. Eve Edwards, December, 2012. That's, that's the only time I've ever seen him lose by knockout. So, um, Ooh, I don't know, man. I, I have to give Aldo just, I'm giving the all to the edge just by strength of schedule. This fight is going to be the one that tells whether or not he can still compete at that championship level. So I'm going to go by Aldo. I don't think it's going to be by knockout. Jeremy Stevens doesn't get knocked out really. And, uh, but boy, if you're right and Stevens knocks him out, how impressive would that be? 
That's going to be a huge feather in Stevens' cap. Stevens wouldn't even have to become champ, no. and he'll make a name off that. I mean, I mean, I love watching Jeremy Stevens fight. I don't know what ingredient he's missing to, to beat those, you know, number one and number two contenders to get the title shot. But if Stevens wins that fight, especially by knockout, I mean, he's Jeremy Stevens is already a certified badass. But he'll just be more so if, if he wins this fight, especially by KO. Yeah, I have no idea when Max Holloway's coming back, and I think if Stevens wins this impressively, we could possibly see an interim match, interim featherweight title match between uh, uh, him and uh, Ortega, T City. Oh, hey, you're breaking, you're breaking up there. Sorry, I can I can hardly hear you. Oh, uh, what did you say? You, you say what was that about Stevens and featherweight title? I think we could see an interim match between him and T City if uh, Holloway doesn't get better anytime soon, and Stevens wins impressively. Okay. Okay. That that could be interesting too. But golly, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we see Max sooner rather than later. And uh, I don't know. There's rumors he oh, had. I, a, oh. Go ahead. Oh no no no. Go ahead. I, I hope he gets better. What, what were you going to say? Rumors he had what? A stroke. Oh no way! I didn't hear about that circulating. Really? Yeah. So it was. Uh, I believe it was the Believe You Me podcast with Michael Bisping. And they were talking about it. So I have not heard anything oh. solid since then, and it could be just a rumor. You know, there's uh, water toxicity rumors, concussion rumors. So you know, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting till that story breaks. I, I really like to know what happened to him, and wish him all the best. Yeah, I, you know, I hate speaking on those rumors because you know when the press gets a hold of something, mm-hmm. you know they go and run with it, and yeah. then the the audience. And, and a lot of kids, you know, that's you and me, we take it as gospel truth and we mm. think that's what it is. Let me give you an example. I had a conversation with Big John McCarthy. We all know who that is. Anyone who's been an MMA fan more than a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, Big John, man. That's awesome. I asked him. Oh, yeah. I love Big John. He's, he's so cool. He comes across in person exactly as he does in the interviews. And it, it was just amazing. The, the way he talks, it, it was just an honor to share a few words with him. But so I asked him about... Let me just give you an example sure. of this, because and we'll come back to this about Max Holloway. And I am a huge Max Holloway fan. I've met him twice. He's a real, he's a sweet kid, absolute killer. Just a cool gentleman when you talk to him. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was talking to Big John. Uh, this was at the Fighters Only World MMA Awards, and I asked him about the New York State Athletic Commission because they've been receiving some flack in the press and from fans and on the forums for making all these slip ups. Because the New York State Athletic Commission is new to to overseeing mixed martial arts. It, you know, it, it just recently became legal in the state of New York. So when there was the incident where, um, <clears throat> oh gosh, I forget, it, it was UFC at Barclays Arena. It's when there was that whole Conor McGregor issue, I think. Uh, who, uh, they wanted to have Paul Felder step in for a title shot. Do, do you remember that? They were gonna, yeah. uh, oh, of course I remember that. You Are you kidding me? How do I not remember yeah. that? That's, this, is, this was my biggest Twitter account day ever with uh, I quit to realty. Yeah. So wh- what was it that happened? They, they, uh, who, who was it who fell out of the fight and they wanted to offer it to Felder? I'm trying to remember which fight that was. This was, uh, this was, it was, uh, not what fight that? Sorry. Who, who was fighting? Who was on the card that for that fight, the lightweight title fight? Yeah. So that was Max Holloway who, uh, had to cut too much weight. They pulled him at the last second. The dolly went through the bus. Right. Uh, Khabib had made weight and everything was okay. And they got Al at the last minute. Now they wouldn't sanction Felder because he wasn't technically ranked anywhere in the top 15. Al technically was. And, uh, 
Yeah, this was the biggest day I ever had on Twitter, by the way. Like a million impressions in one day. Oh. It was nuts. And uh, this, Okay, this, this is what I'm talking about, the rumors. I asked, so I asked Big John about this. Yeah. I asked him point blank. Is it true that they, the commission would not allow Felder to fight for the title because he wasn't even ranked in the top 15? And he looks at me and he says, not even close. The, he, said, he says, first of all, the New York State Athletic Commission, they are brand new, you know, by comparison to other states, yeah. overseeing a sanctioning mixed martial arts. He said, there have been some slip-ups. I forget the exact word to use. Sorry, I don't want to misquote John McCarthy. Right. But he said, they're doing a very good job for being so new at it. He said, the problem is with the MMA media, with the combat sports media, they get a hold of something, like rumors, like we're talking about, and mm-hmm. they run with it. And then everyone believes it. So, so they ran with that. And they said, and they said, oh, the commission says because he's not, uh, not in top fifteen, we can't sanction, we 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 won't sanction that fight. He said that is not true whatsoever. Wow. They wanted to put Felder in the day of the fight, as we all know, weigh-ins right. take place the day before the fight. Right. To make weight for a title fight, they don't. It's not give or take a pound on the scale. Right. You have to make weight. They don't allow the one pound allowance. Right. Felder weighed in for a lightweight fight at one fifty-six. Felder wanted the fight. The UFC wanted to arrange it. At least that's the way I understand it. And they said, day of fight. He already weighed in. He weighed in at 156. I thought he weighed in we 155. this as a title fight. No, no. This is coming from Big John. He weighed in at 156. Well, see, they publicized the it was 155 on the nose, and then Al was 155.2, but his underwear weighed 0.2. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the point. Yeah, you can't, you can't be over even 0.2. Right. Yeah. Literally, he said, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, maybe I swear that's what John said, 56, but oh, yeah. because he did not weigh right on 155 or below, that is why the fight didn't happen. He said it was the press running with that. So that's why I don't like to go and run with rumors. But this much I'll tell you about Max Holloway. I, I was at the fight, and or sorry, not at the fight, sorry. I was at the, the Ultimate Fighter finale weigh-ins. So this was on Thursday. This is two days before the uh, Holloway and Brian Ortega fight was supposed to happen. Right. And Holloway had already been pulled from the fight card. And some other coaches, people uh, who, who knew Max, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything that could adversely affect his reputation or, uh, or uh, shine any potentially negative light towards, you know, towards his health in regards to that. Right. One situation we're talking about here, but they said some things that concerned me, uh, like just their reactions to it. I, I can't say what those things were, but when they said what was happening with him, potentially, you know, there, there was no definitive on anything, but with what they said, I just, I, I sunk my head down like, and in short, I thought, man, I hope he's okay. And I hope he is cleared to fight soon. And that that's all I can say. So, but there was no mention of a stroke or anything like that. You know, all all these rumors are exactly what they are rumors. But you know, time will tell. He's going to be examined. He's going to get healthy, and we're going to see how soon he has to be cleared. But I, I hope we see him back. I love watching Max fight. In fact, when I met him uh, last September, it was the second time I met him, and he was so positive, so upbeat. And I said, "Hey, Max." I said, "Hey, I'm I'm up and coming ring announcer. I just started doing this last year uh, for combat sports." And he literally looked at me and he said, "Yeah, man, get that shit." <laughs> nice that's a good yeah, story I, I, I love max max is great no and like most humble guy ever you know 
coming off that, you know, he wasn't talking any shit. He, he, you know, he was thanking everyone. He was thanking Michael Bisbean for pointing out he didn't look so good on TV. Um, but wish him all the best. Wish him the be- the greatest. You know, the, the, I, I like to see him at 155, too. I like to see him defend one more time at 145. You know, prove he's the best there and move up to 155. So that's my wish. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, we have a hell of a main event here. Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. And all you guys that are hopping on Periscope here, feel free to pick along, ask a question, whatever, man. We're cool. We're here. We'll, we'll answer your questions. You can you can make terrible picks with us. But Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> That's <laughs> our terrible pick. This, this should be the terrible picks podcast. Yes, it, it should be. But, you know, I like MMA fight picks. Yeah. Sounds better, I think. It's it's better for uh, curb appeal. <laughs> Well, oh, no, sorry. I, I meant this episode should be called Terrible Pick. Oh, this episode. Podcast, oh, 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 oh. I see, I see. Uh, Eddie, it's last. okay, the last fight, Poirier, uh, no contest. He beats Justin Gaethje in an absolute thriller, an absolute slugfest for that, you know, the famous loss to Conor McGregor. Then he got, he wins the title, you know, before that, RDA beats Anthony Pettis before that, beats Gilbert Melendez before that, and loses a decision to Donald Cerrone before that. That was way back in 2014. Then you got Poirier. Also, impressive win over Gaethje. A nice win over uh, a weird win, rather, over Anthony Pettis with that strange rib injury. Um, mm. And then, you know, the no contest to Eddie Alvarez, which I thought he was winning that fight. And really, his last loss was 2016 against Michael Johnson, and that was that was a nice knockout. I remember that punch. Before that, total tear, uh, moving up to 155. Hadn't lost at that time since Conor McGregor, which was, ah, wow, that was 2014, September 2014. That doesn't even seem real. I, I, I mean, I, I thought that, it just didn't it feel like it was not that long ago? Uh, it, it felt like it was a while ago. It felt like a few years ago, but looking at it, yeah, that was almost, yeah, it was almost four years ago, September 2014. Yeah, it, it feels like it's kind of in the past, but you know, mm-hmm. some, some fights sit in our memories more recent than others, right? That just depends yeah. on what we retain and how we process it, right? I, I still, re- I still remember watching the embeddeds. Like, like it was yesterday. Like I still remember oh. Poirier drinking coffee, Connor walking in with his entourage and Poirier just kind of sitting there. And, uh, yeah, so strange, so strange, but I, I guess is, I is that, when he fought Eddie, what was it? Was it Eddie who uh, did the accidental, uh, knee to a down? Yeah. Point? So was that was, that knee? yeah, that was the fight. Yeah. I thought Poirier was winning. Um, and then the illegal knees, Eddie looked dazed. They end the fight, you know, and it's a no contest and then no rematch, no rematch right away, which I thought was weird. You know, it was weird that yeah. Dustin was winning that fight, and it almost seemed like he had to be the guy that earned the rematch, and he wanted it. You know, he and, and he knows a win over Eddie. You know that that's going to be that's going to be solidifying him as number one guy, or at least a runoff with yeah, like a yeah, Tony you know Ferguson. What? I'm not, I'm not a matchmaker, but th- that is just completely over my head. I don't know why they didn't make that rematch right away when there was a controversial ending yeah. to a fight where either it was really close. Or the guy who received the illegal blow w- looked like he was winning it before that. Yeah. That just seems like automatic rematch. That's what the fans want. That's what will sell. I, I don't know why that didn't happen, but I mean that's no discredit to the UFC and their matchmakers because right. that. Uh, I mean they have their reasons. I don't. I don't. There's a lot of moving parts to every organization. Uh, but you, you know, in that fight, from what I, I can't remember the sequence of events, but I remember watching that fight and I like both those guys. They're really good fighters. They're mm-hmm. really entertaining. They love to bang. They're really great. And I, I remember seeing, you know, Dustin Poirier winning that fight. And I, I don't think Eddie, and I, 
I think Eddie is the furthest thing from a dirty fighter. I think, you no. know, heat of the moment, he landed that blow. It's, ba- it's, ba- it's bad luck for everybody. So, you know, I'm not here to give Eddie any flack. I like both those guys. I, but I really think, I think Dustin had his number. And I'm gonna, I think Dustin is going to pull it out this time. Dustin, have you noticed, uh, I mean, yeah, he has the KO loss to Michael Johnson. But mm-hmm. overall, Dustin has just been improving uh, just fantastically. And I am going to say I'm a little bit biased. Just because I, I love watching both of them fight, I, right. I'm really happy to see when a guy turns it around, and I like to see that ascension or right. that improvement after a loss. And and Dustin, shouts out to the Diamond. He follows me on Twitter. Oh, I asked him to follow here me back on Twitter something like a couple a couple of years ago. Nice, and he did, man. And you know, I'm a fan of his, and I'm a fan of the strength and conditioning coach. And I've met him, so I'm a little bit on a team the Diamond, you know, uh, a team Poirier. But I like Eddie too. Eddie's very dangerous. Either one of those guys can clip the other in the right place and it's all over. But I mean, look, look how tough. Okay. Remember this. Look how tough Dustin Poirier is. Oh yeah. He was getting beat by, um, Gaethje. Gosh, uh, but yeah, by Gaethje. Gaethje was putting it to him. Yeah. Gaethje's, Gaethje's got that iron chin. It's tough to stop. I mean, people do stop him, but you don't stop him with one or two punches or five or 10 punches. You got to really build that up. But he was beat. I mean, I, I, he had an injury. I don't, I don't know if it was his leg, but he was in bad shape coming into that, uh, into that fourth round. And, and he pulled that out, man. He found the opportunity. That's what happens if you notice at this elite level of combat sports. It, when you get to the upper, upper echelon, it's not about necessarily always who's a better fighter. Right. It's about which one is going to find that little window that is open at the right time because it's all about timing. And they are going to exploit it and use it to their advantage. And man, I tell you, that's what that's what Poirier did to uh, to Gaethje. That was fantastic. Yeah, I think that's what he. I think that's what he's going to do to Eddie because he 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 does well in the face of adversity, and he ha- he seemed to have Eddie's number. Could go either way. I wouldn't bet on it. These are not these are <laughs> next suggestions about a bet. No, but I'm going to pick Poirier now. Now, how about how about you, man? Listen to me, I. I don't think much is going to be different from the first fight, except for there's not going to be an illegal knee thrown. I think he wins the same way he wins. Eddie fights the way he fights. Dustin fights the way he fights, except Dustin seems to be on the, uh, on the rise and, and, you know, making the improvements and whatnot. Eddie's been Eddie forever. You know, he goes in these wars, he gets knocked down, he comes back again. Um, I, I think it's just Poirier. I think, I don't know if it's going to be my knockout. A lot of people are thinking it is. But I don't know how he wins. I think he wins, you know, as long as you can stay away from the illegal knee, which is just a total freak accident. So, yeah, man, I got Poirier. I think that launches him right there, man. Maybe a runoff with Ferguson. Who knows if Khabib and Connor is going to happen anytime soon. Um, Yeah, Poirier, man, all the way. I think two things. I think two things in this match. One, we're not going to see a ton of wrestling and grappling. And two, don't blink, right? Don't. Blink. You know, Eddie could surprise you and try to wrestle him a little bit, but don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that'd work out well for him. But, uh, yeah. That's it, man. We made some good picks. That would, you I know, think. that would be a surprise, right? That would be yeah. a surprise because changing up the game plan. Because, but I mean, look, look what Eddie likes to do. I mean, he was throwing hands with, uh, standing in the pocket with Gaethje. He did that with Poirier. Mm-hmm. I don't see him doing anything. It just seems like he will follow that pattern, but that is a good point. I mean, if he wants to surprise us, he might he might wrestle him because I think Eddie was a wrestler, yeah. and I I don't think Dustin was. So 
I mean, Eddie might just want to sm- try to smother him for a while, right? He could. I mean, but he's, you know, he likes to fight the way he fights. He's kind of known for not totally listening to his coaches. Uh, he came after Connor in the absolute wrong way his coaches were telling him to. And, and uh, you know, Eddie likes to be Eddie. So who knows? We'll see. Maybe he's more disciplined. Maybe this, since this is the last fight in his contract, he'll do whatever he needs to do to win. Uh, but I still got Poirier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, but you don't know if it's by, you're not saying decision or by I'm not. TKO or KO I'm or not. anything like that. I'm not. Uh, yeah. You know, Gage, you couldn't put him away. Same here. I, 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 can't, I can't call it. I, I, I think it's just going to, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a great battle either way. You know, I'm going to say decision, but not boring decision. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. It could go either way, but I, yeah, it could, it could be an exciting fight decision or KO. Uh, I'm with you. All right, man. Well, listen, on your way out, I know you wanted to, uh, to say a few things. So, uh, What's up? Where can we find you? Social media wise, what are you doing? What do you got coming up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Well, so, you know, I started doing uh ring announcing for combat sports last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, I have to say thank you to my friend and mentor, Sonny Franco. Uh, he is the biggest reason that I am able to do this. He got me my first paid gig. So nice. I got to say thanks to Sonny and Sonny comes from the lineage of uh, being mentored himself by the great boxing ring announcer, Jimmy Lennon Jr., uh, who we all know who screens It's Showtime. Uh, and Jimmy Lennon Jr. incidentally has worked in mixed martial arts and he, he was the, the MC, the, the ring announcer for Strike Force uh, oh, cool. for quite a while. So thanks to him. Uh, I got to say thanks to Adam Hunter because I've been toying around with doing stand-up comedy, just like you mentioned, Aaron. I think you yeah. mentioned on the phone, you're thinking of doing something, getting on stage. And I thought about it and, and I like Adam's style of comedy. I'm, my style is kind of the same. I'm, I'm, I'm influenced by Adam a little bit. I'm influenced by Rodney Dangerfield. Like he is, I, I kind of do the self-deprecating one-liners. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of stuff. Adam, Adam does. I mean, I, you, you've seen Adam live. I mean, you know how great he seen is. Live he's, he's fantastic. Three times I mean, about I, to be a fourth. I, 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 yeah. Say that again. I, I've seen him three times. This is about to be number four. Listen, if you like his MMA accounts, they're funny, they're great, but man, that guy absolutely murders live. And I'll tell you this, I, I, I always tell people this too. Yeah, I, I tell MMA jokes. Yeah, I got these fake accounts and whatnot, but Adam is the four-minute mile of the MMA joke. Uh, nobody would be doing these jokes you know, if he hadn't done it first. And uh, yeah, I only opened those accounts with his permission, so... That's that's my shout out to him. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I had no idea about that. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the favorite things I love, he says, he says, you know, my 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 wife does wonderful things to me when I'm on the road. She sends me naked pictures of her, and I think, yeah. wow, this is great. And then I realize it's uh, not her who's holding the camera. You know? <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a new album out on Spotify too. I I suggest y'all listen to that. It was hysterical. Uh, one joke I won't tell on air. It's my uh, favorite. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he has the MMA roasted podcast. Yeah, yeah, hit up, uh, check out, uh, check out Adam on his social media. He's on Twitter. He's MMA roasted. Yep. And then Adam comedian. That's right. And I think on Instagram he just has Adam comedian. Yep. All one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he he's on Facebook under Adam Hunter. I think he has two accounts because he has so many damn friends. And he's working on something. I forget the name of the special or on TV. He's doing something with Kevin Hart. So he, he's oh, definitely yeah. moving up. Yeah. And, uh, I got to say, thanks. You know, I just was, I was the MC announcer for, uh, USPA. That's the United States powerlifting association for their powerlifting meet. 
at the San Jose Fit Expo just this past Saturday. And that was a fantastic experience. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be patting myself on the back too much, but what I was just amazed about is people were coming up to me at this event. I never emceed a powerlifting event before, never even been to a powerlifting event before. I had only done my research online and I had people coming up to me saying, we're so proud of you. You really got the crowd excited. That was wow. so fantastic. Normally, it's so much more boring or monotonous what an announcer is typically doing at a meet. You had them going. And it was just so fantastic. If you're interested in powerlifting, if that interests you as far as following the sport or competing, look up USPA.net. USPA standing for United States Powerlifting Association. And there were people there setting records. Mind you, that there's different weight classes, age classes, and categories. Uh, but bear in mind, there was a gentleman there who was 77 years old setting world records multiple times at wow. the meet. And there were, yeah, I forget, I, I cannot remember his name. It was like Dan or David, but then you have to see Linda Franklin. She was 61, but she just turned 62 uh, uh, yesterday. I think L Linda Franklin and she's had type one diabetes for something like 35 years Ooh. and she set multiple world records. So I was screaming, Linda Franklin, 61 years young. And, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, we got the crowd going. They loved it. It was a fantastic experience. It's not something I'm trying to do, mm -hmm. but if anyone wants to hire me as their MC or ring announcer, hit me up. If you have a, a powerlifting show or a bodybuilding show, that is something I am probably going to do as well. If you want, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter. Uh, same username as Instagram. It's all one word, Fight Night Voice. It's Peter Christensen. And, uh, or you can look me up on Facebook under Peter Christensen, just search Peter, uh, there, there's, uh, that name might be somewhat common. So you could search Peter Christensen, San mm -hmm. Francisco, but the easiest, easiest way to reach me is Twitter or Instagram. Look up fight night voice. Um, and that's about all. Oh, I have to say thank you also to, uh, Corey Cass. He heads up grappling X. That is a fantastic uh, jujitsu grappling promotion. Uh, they do shows up and down the state. They do them in Fresno. They do them in, in upstate, uh, sorry, state of California. They do shows in Fresno and San Diego, uh, in Elk Grove, which is just outside of Sacramento. I think they do shows in Sacramento. They do, uh, events in, uh, by Temecula and Wildemar. Those are sort of, uh, inland, uh, an hour drive north of San Diego. Um, just look up Grappling X. Uh, they're part of my followers on, Instagram. Look, look up Grappling X on Instagram. Okay. Corey Cass has up that promotion, and he's actually a former MMA fighter. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt, fantastic jiu-jitsu coach, uh, and he fought for the WEC, which which merged with the UFC. Nice. Uh, he's a great guy, so I have to say th thanks to him. I also need to say thanks to Douglas Edwards, uh, head of Whirlwind Fighting Promotions. I was the ring announcer for his Muay Thai fights last year here in San Francisco, but he's now working on something over in Florida area. So um, Douglas Edwards, uh, he's a former uh, Muay Thai and M MMA fighter. Um, just need to say uh, thanks to Big John McCarthy uh, for speaking with me. I got to say thanks to Goldie, Mike Goldberg, who was the play-by-play -play man for years for the UFC. Uh, and he is now with Bellator MMA. Bellator yes, is ridiculously lucky to have him. Yeah. Uh, when I heard his voice on their broadcast, it just took me back to the days of when he was doing it for the UFC, which was not that long ago. And I just realized, wow. Bellator really stepped up their game. Yeah. Uh, I have to say thank you to, uh, I have to say thank you to Art Davey, uh, creator of the UFC, one of the original creators. Uh, he's fantastic. He's giving me some feedback where we've been trading messages. Uh, that's all I can speak of at this point. It's, um, 
And as far and thanks to Phil Daru, he's the uh, strength and conditioning coach for Yolanda One Jacek, Dustin Poirier, among others, down at American Top Team in Florida. Uh, but but most of all, I got to reiterate, I got to say thank you to Sonny Franco, a great ring announcer. Uh, he has MC for several years for Lion Fight Muay Thai, and currently with uh, Iron Boy MMA. Uh, believe they're mostly out of Arizona, and he's with Thompson Boxing, uh, which takes place in a in California, it's professional boxing as well. Um, I, I, all I can say is one of the best ring announcers in the business is Sonny Franco. And if it wasn't for him, I would not be getting a lot of these opportunities I've had and uh, improving at the rate that I have been. I've got to say thank you to Steve Dennison uh, at USPA, uh, giving me the shot to MC his powerlifting tournament over the weekend and all nice. the guys at Old School Iron, uh, Darren Monahan, and so many others. Uh, that was just fantastic. I can't wait to do another powerlifting event. Uh, and yeah, if, if, you, if you have questions about powerlifting or bodybuilding tournaments, feel free to hit me up and I can tell you which ones that are worth looking into just as a spectator or as a competitor. I have friends who compete in all of these sports. All right. So man. I, uh, and, and oh, I think I already said thanks to Adam Hunter, but we just yeah. give Adam one more plug. One more. And, and, uh, Cause yeah. And, well, did, did, he didn't have his baby yet, did he? No, nah, like right? he did. I don't know anything about it. So he, he hasn't, he hasn't sent out anything. So, but listen, man, you're definitely okay, so passionate. Definitely passionate about what you do. I appreciate you coming on. You're always going to be the ox to me. And uh, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. That never dies, man. No, ox, ox never, never dies. dies. But it's still out there. It's out there. Uh, that's how that's I remember. Okay, you you need to talk to your people. That's all I'm saying. But uh, listen, man, thanks for coming on. I hope we do it again soon. And uh, I'll holler at you sometime soon. The podcast should be out possibly tonight. So. Fantastic. Man, Thank I'll, you for having me, man. I yeah. hope we can do this again. And I think I might even want to do a recap with you of uh, this weekend's uh, Fox uh, uh, UFC on Fox card. All right. Cool, man. Well, uh, you got my number. So this this is this is my actual number. So keep in touch. I'll talk to you soon. For sure. Stay on the line for me afterward, uh, after we finish the podcast, so I can uh, just chop it up with you for a few more. Okay, hang on. Let me, uh, I got to play something real quick. So hang on the line, okay? All right, everyone. That good. Was, All right. Uh, Thanks so much for the time, Aaron. Yeah, I yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. Peter Christians, everyone. You know where to follow him at Fight Night Voice. Until next time, Aaron Weinbaum, MMA Fight Picks. Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan. Plan 30 days for free using promo code ASW.